These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And good morning, Eagle Nation. It is a non-football Friday for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, a bunch of other teams going to play, but not the Eagles nor the Chiefs. Uh, we're here to look ahead to a game that's still nine days away. And it's starting to get annoying, I'll be honest with you. But uh, we will shoulder through, and Johnny Mack will give us the yeah, insight. these bye point. weeks are top, Jody. Yeah, they, they, they are uh, for fans, for guys like us who uh, have to try and come up with things to say and angles to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I'll give you one right off the bat, and we're going to talk plenty today about Jalen Hurts. Uh, <laughs> yours truly missed yesterday's show. I had a medical procedure done on my noggin. That's why I'm wearing the hat today. And I can tell you, new appreciation for Jalen Hurts. Playing Hurt is no bargain. Uh, yours truly is in a little bit of pain this morning, despite taking uh, heavy medication last night. Didn't help me sleep much. Uh, so I know what it's like to play through pain. And, yeah, I have uh, a, a deeper appreciation for Jalen Hurts. And, John, that was the big story yesterday. The fact that Jalen Hurts did not throw at Eagles practice 
there's no way you can spin this as good news. The question is, how bad news is it? What was your read? Um, I, I think, you know, it's about rest at this point. I mean, Nick, Nick Sirianni said earlier this week, and, and he proved uh, uh, to be truthful in this instance, he said, you know, we asked him, how are you going to handle the bye week? And when he was talking about practice, he mentioned, um, and Jason Kelsey said this yesterday as well, you don't know who you're playing, so you can't game plan. You you have some of the coaches doing some advanced work, some of the lower-level coaches on all four potential opponents. Obviously, they know the, the Cowboys and Giants well anyway, uh, two of those four potential opponents. But um, – you can't game plan. So, so what do you do? And, and he said, it's going to be more like an OTA, albeit with pads, maybe. And he did put the pads on. That was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, OTA environment, as far as, you know, technique and fundamentals and a lot of the young players getting extra attention, to be honest. Um, and, and a lot of the, the veteran players, not just Jalen, AJ Brown didn't, didn't practice at all. It's just maintenance. Lane Johnson was off to the side. A lot of maintenance uh, for the guys who are key players. Um, and Jalen obviously fits in that category. But there's no doubt. And, and we're going to have uh, Dr. Jessica Plin on the show today. And I'm, I'm, I, I really am excited about that because there's something going on here. And I don't, I don't know what's going on. You, you, you read all the documentation on this particular injury in the SC joint sprain, and you have grade one. You obviously didn't have a grade one because he wouldn't be hurting like hell, like Jody Mack. That that was description of uh, Nick Sirianni uh, about the game against the Week 18 game against the Giants, hurt like hell. Um, so. We all kind of focus. It can't be grade three because he didn't have a, a, a separation or a subluxation or a dislocation. He didn't have that. So it had to be grade two and grade two, you know, two to three weeks, three to four weeks, maybe we're, we're past that. Um, well, we're right about uh, in that four week area, but um, and he's still hurting like hell. Uh, you know, there's got to be some gray areas. I'm going to be interested to pick her brain about that. Um, but they're going to rest him. And and remember, you know, people didn't believe this, but the original plan was to rest him until January 21st or January right. 22nd. They were hoping to get one of those wins and rest him, but they had to bring him back. They got what they needed to get done in an ugly fashion, no doubt about it, against the JB of the Giants. Was there a setback? I don't I don't I don't know. But I but you know he did throw a little bit. He didn't throw, you know, I saw some people say he didn't throw at all. He threw a little bit, but he's just lightly tossing. Like, you know, the first day of spring training, just a light toss. He she certainly wasn't airing out. The more concern to me though was Again, he wasn't in the ball security drills, which is weird because uh, he was out there. And again, this is not, you know, when I say ball security, is it, they don't let TJ Edwards haul off on you. They're, they're just hitting you with pads and, and boxing gloves, and, and they're not letting them go through that stuff. So 
I, you know, there's angst in Philadelphia about Jalen Hurts' injury. And for the first time, I think it's, it's, there's right, you know, there should be some angst. Correct. It's, it's a legitimate concern. You say he might have thrown the ball lightly. Here's what I don't understand about yesterday, John. Uh, and yeah, you and I don't have the x rays or the MRIs so that uh, you would need to make a diagnosis. As you mentioned, we're going to have Dr. Jessica Flynn joining us coming up in about 15 minutes from now. And she too will not have the MRIs, but she can certainly speak to it better than we could. Uh, so we're playing a guessing game here, a quasi uh, informed guessing game. Don't you go one way or the other here? He played in the game last week. He threw the ball in the game last week. Between you and I, I liked the way the ball left his hand. I thought he threw it pretty I, darn well. Yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't know that he was hurt, I wouldn't have watched that game tape afterward and go, man, is he dealing with something? Because he didn't throw the ball well. He threw the ball fine. Maybe not the best he threw it all year, but he threw it fine. And then they bring him out and half-hearted go to a practice. He's dressed. He's padded up but he's just throwing lightly on the sidelines. Don't you go one way or the other, say, all right, listen, he played. He played last week. He's going to play next week. We got to prep the way that we prep for a game, for an OTA, off week, and everything else. Jalen, go out and have a quote-unquote regular practice. Or Jalen, go stand next to A.J. Brown. He's got rest week. He's not playing at all. He's not dressing, nor are you. We're going completely in protection mode. They went to this half-hearted middle yesterday, which I just didn't understand. What do you think the line of thinking was behind that? To stem panic, um, you know, in the city. I mean, there is a public relations aspect to this. Uh, you're probably right. They should have just, you know, had him off to the side like like AJ. But, you know, he's the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, he was the MVP candidate until this injury kind of uh, put them off to the side. There is there is a PR aspect of it. So you you throw him out there and he doesn't do little, but you can say he was at practice. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of, to be honest, uh, because he as you know he didn't do much, and I can't imagine he did much after we left the media. Um, you know they're resting him, um, so I I do think it was more of a a. a a PR thing than anything else. Um, and, and, you know, but now I'm it, it, to me, I'm at the point where the only way the Eagles aren't in the NFC championship game is if Jalen hurts is, is severely limited because I've, I've said it, the four potential opponents, they should beat and they should beat pretty easily at home with, uh, a, a, a typical, uh, a usual, a close to 100% Jalen Hurts. Not even concerned about it. Um, with a with the guy who was playing against the Giants, I'm concerned about it. Now, I can't imagine they would go into the playoffs with the same mentality that they had against the Giants as far as taking essentially the zone read out of the offense, the, the zone read mechanics out of the offense. I can't imagine they would do that. Um, I would imagine they'd let him play through the pain um, and, and play at his normal sort of, you know, level of, of, of everything in the offense. 
so, you know, then the question becomes how effective can you be in a limited fashion? So that's kind of where we are. Now, they got a long time, you know, and there's 12 other teams still alive that have to fight for their playoff lives this weekend. They can't even think about the Eagles at this point. So it's a luxury uh, to rest. But, you know, Jason Kelsey was talking about it. He said, and he wasn't talking about Jalen specifically. He was talking in general about the bye week. People say, how important is rest? How important is rest in, in the bye week? And he said, to be honest with you, at this stage of the season, a week's not going to help you that much. You're all banged up. You're sore. You're going to stay sore. Uh, he said the the advantage is the ability to sort of step back and, and get back to those technique and fundamentals because you can't do that in the regular season. I always go back to Jim Schwartz was the first one who told me, and it was, you know, and it's obvious, but it's, they don't do that crap during the season. I think fans don't understand that, you know, and Jim said, the off season is for teaching. The training camp is for evaluation. Now there's teaching as well in the early stages of training camp, but you know, it's better if you just say, (laughs) say it in one, three training camps for evaluation. And then the regular season, you're just prepping for the next opponent. That's it. You're not worried about developing. Now, Nick does certain things and, you know, with younger players and you have a five-minute period here. It's not much, Jody. It's not much. You're just focused on the next opponent. So Kelsey said the biggest advantage is the ability to get back to that and sharpen your technique, which goes a little bit by the wayside and fundamentals. Um but if you're banged up, you're banged up. A week's not going to help you that much. A little bit, not that much. That Fair enough. And I think it differs with every single individual on how much they're coming back from. Uh, good news yesterday was Josh Wett back out of practice. If ever there's anybody you think is going to get a rest day, it's a guy coming back off an injury that had him carted off the field just two weeks ago, and that was not the case. He was back out there with his mates yesterday. Um, Don't know how strenuous his uh, workout was and uh, what they actually asked him to do or put him through. But that's a pretty big uh, potential upside for the Eagles. You know, it's funny. He's the guy you don't have to worry about. He's playing. So I, I think it was, you know, his thing was the optics, right? It's so scary when you see somebody uh, carted off the field. Uh, but he's fine. He's ready to go. He's going to play. Yeah, and he's had a great season. And and when you have Josh Sweat opposite Hassan Reddick on that pass rush, it becomes uh, a terror at times for opposing teams. But, yeah, when we talk about the, the, the level, I mean, Jalen, Lane, Aaron Seaposs even, he's going to try to make it back, which is a, a shock. Um and he's he talked yesterday, and that was a surprise. And, and he's he avoided surgery, and he's going to try to punt in the playoffs. It might be this week, not this week, uh, next week in the divisional round. It might be the championship game if they reach that far. But he's going to be back. Um, Josh Sweat, everybody concerned, rightfully so, because of what we saw. But he's fine. He's fine. And it and you know the the thing with the Eagles, they were sure pretty sure it was all precautionary um and and that's a good thing about the nfl now versus the way it used to be they will be even with a player of that caliber they will be safer and if there's any any 
inkling of something that could be wrong. They want to err on the side of caution. It wasn't always that way. And that's what they did. Um, and, and they were even more cautious by keeping them out of week 18. They also felt, to be honest, that they didn't need them that much. Um, and he's going to be back. No question about it. That's a uh, good uh, re-addition from a production standpoint and also, I think, a mental standpoint. And you're right, Kelsey touched on this yesterday. Uh, how much are they really going to be able to accomplish with this extra week? You don't know who you're playing. There's only so much you could do. Oh, from a mental standpoint, you can get a refresh. And if you get a guy like a Josh Sweat back that everyone had these concerns as it being carted off just a couple of weeks ago, I think that's a major plus for the Eagles' psyche. All right, JM, uh, before we get uh, Doc Flynn up here, I did want to ask you this. Whoever they play next week, it could be any one of a couple teams, and uh, before the show is over, I'm going to make you pick uh, the other playoff games and see who that's going to leave at the Eagles' doorstep next week, if you're right. Um, don't know who it's going to be, but it's uh, it's a team that we think – that the Eagles can handle and should be able to handle pretty easily. When that game kicks in, when it gets here, and we'll have a better read on Jalen's health, I think we can all agree that the play calling in the final game of the regular season against the Giants was altered from what we're used to seeing with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback, what we saw over the, the majority of the regular season. How much pressure is on Shane Steichen? for that first playoff game. We always talk about who's got the most pressure on. Well, of course, Jalen does because he's the quarterback. The head coach is always a candidate. We almost never go to the uh, offensive coordinator. Even if he's the play caller, he's usually down the list. But I think there's a huge amount of pressure on Shane Steichen because of the way the last game went. Because yesterday in practice, Jalen Hurts hardly threw. So we all have no idea how, how his shoulder is. We'll get a read a couple of plays into the game. Uh, quite uh, surprised that they decided to go eight straight passes and start the game the other day, but they didn't have any designated runs. How many, how much pressure is on Shane Steichen in the Eagles versus to be determined? Yeah, I think he yeah, that he wants to perform well because he wants to be a head coach. And I think if I they do. perform uh, uh, poorly, that's going to hurt his. Uh, his his standing you know how people are uh around this league and it's it's about um you know making a splash and so if they perform well that's going to help them if they perform poorly uh it's it's obviously going to be an issue so from that standpoint there's you know but there's always pressure nick sirianni talks about that all the time there's always pressure um in the nfl um their offense is is pretty simple as a whole and as long as you have that zone read mechanics, and, and it's not about Jalen throwing the ball. I say it all the time. It's a, a running the ball. Sorry. It's about the threat of, of running the ball and what it does to the opposing defense. So as long as that mechanism is back on the offense, you know, everything's going to be fine from a play calling standpoint. Then it becomes an effectiveness standpoint. And how, how effective can Jalen Hurts be? So, yeah, I mean, the pressure's there because he wants to be a head coach and he's got three interviews and he better succeed or people are going to look in another direction. So, but, you know, it's about the players on game day. So, you know, how effective. He's not changing the offense. They're going to run their offense. And 
They did, have plenty did of playmakers. They, did they run their offense against the Giants last No, they didn't. They took the zone read mechanics out. I'm saying as long as that's what I said, as long as that's back in the equation, everything's fine. If that's not back in the equation, they got issues because things get muddy when you don't have that threat to the opposing defense. And that's what Wink Martindale, even with backup players, figured out pretty quickly in that game. Oh, Jalen's not going to run the football. And then things become much, much, much more difficult. They are easier to defend. All right. Uh, he's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. You got Mac and Mac Bird 365. A big issue with the Philadelphia Eagles going into the postseason with their 14 and 3 record, and thereby is health. And we're going to get uh, sports position. Uh, Dr. Jessica Flynn up next to join us and hopefully give us some insight on what the Eagles are dealing with and how big a deterrent it could be some 10 days from now when the Eagles get back out there on the field for their first playoff matchup. Appreciate you streaming on in here on Birds 365. Stay with us. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Appreciate you being part of Birds 365. It's a non-football Friday. It's a football Friday, just not for the Philadelphia Eagles because they don't play till next week, earn themselves a bye, and we're questioning how healthy they will be going into that game. Here to lend, lend us a helping hand is uh, sports physician uh, Dr. Jessica Flynn. Doc, Jordy McDonald, and John McMullen here. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? On You're not playing through pain? No injuries for you? You're... Uh, Ready to go for the postseason here? I am ready to go. All right. Uh, it's good to see you, uh, Doc. Uh, Jalen Hurts will start there, obviously. One of the biggest stories, not only here in Philadelphia, but the entire NFL. So, I, you know, uh, treat me like an idiot because I am an idiot. But, you know, we, we, we've had sort of this gamesmanship with Nick Sirianni, talked about Jalen's uh, – superhero like ability to to come back from injuries which i think was a disservice to him um first off can you explain uh the ac uh sc joint shoulder sprain which is a little more uncommon than the ac and the different grades because we were told it was a grade two and then i want to get to the timetable if that's the case uh, of course. So um, when he came down on the side of his shoulder, he kind of came directly down on the side of it with force. There really are three main injuries that can happen with that. And they both are around the clavicle or the collarbone. So you can either separate or sprain the joint at the shoulder end, which is the AC joint. You can crack the collarbone or just break it in half, or you can separate it at the end that's closest to the midline, which is the sternoclavicular joint. It's the joint where the clavicle attaches or communicates with the, the sternum, the breastbone, right? So this, we talk about a shoulder injury. You see him listed as a shoulder injury, but it's not really. It's like right yeah. in the middle of his chest. Um, and this injury is pretty common in the NFL more than other places just because of that mechanism happens a lot during a tackle, right? Um, and it can be an emergency. So if that joint dislocates to the back, then the bone can go and start to really interfere with some of the major blood vessels and the ability to breathe. Um, so obviously that wasn't the case in this situation. It was a sprain. Um, and it's something that athletes can play through, but it's painful. A grade two um, injury means that there is partial tearing of the ligaments that attach the little rubber bands that hold that joint together. Um, and so there can be a little bit of instability, like clicking when he goes to throw, he might feel like a little bit of movement there, which is uncomfortable. And it just adds to what really at the end of the day, as long as it's a safe situation is mostly a pain tolerance type of an injury. Doc, uh, we've heard forever and John and I certainly have been around longer than you have, uh, but, uh, forever the story was in the NFL, well, just shoot him up and get him out there that you can take a shot for pain, depending on the injury and where it is. 
is Jalen's injury that type of injury? Is it something that they could give him a shot for that would uh, dull and numb the area? And uh, certainly going to pay a price for it afterwards. It's going to be that much more painful when the, the Novocaine wears off. But is that 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 type of an injury, the one we're talking about here with Jalen Hurts? It's generally in that category of injury, yes. Um, Again, this joint's a little bit more important than the little joint at the other end, which, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo got a ton of slack for not just taking a shot and playing, you know, when he was with the Patriots years ago. This one's a little bit more of of a vital joint, you know, and you want to know about a little discomfort and instability there. Pain medication is an option, so an anti-inflammatory, sometimes they'll give them um, I agree. I don't like to use the term shoot him up because, you know, it just sounds like the way that the NFL was in the 80s. And I'm mm-hmm. like, we've at least come. I mean, if the last week has taught you nothing, I think that the NFL has come a little bit far from those days. It's it's still a work in progress, but, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, that's fair. And Josh Wetz, another star player, was, you know, scared. Everybody was stretchered off in, in um week 17 and you know he's fine so they were very uh uh it was precautionary and you know scared the hell out of everybody but it shows you how far the nfl has come because he's a 10 plus sack guy and they you know it was early in the game and they said no we're not gonna we're not gonna risk anything so there has been a lot of 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 of, of it's a lot better than it was in the wild wild west so no question about that I uh, getting back to Jalen though in this particular industry, in, in injury, you have timetable obviously, and at some point it's going to heal. Um, but the Eagles kind of talked about there was, and I shouldn't even say the Eagles, but there were certain NFL sources that talked about early in the injury there was risk of of, of maybe breaking the collarbone, um, maybe a more serious injury at, at what point do you kind of turn that corner and it becomes about just pain rather than risking further injury? Yeah. Uh, right after this injury. So I do a weekly call with um, the 33rd team and um, we talk about stuff like this. Um, and early on I said, you know, the main risk of him going back right away is that he gets thrown down on that shoulder, especially, I know we're going to talk about Lane Johnson, but especially without Lane Johnson there, yeah. that he gets thrown down on that shoulder and he injures the joint even further. That was like the big thing to prevent, less the clavicle, in my opinion, the clavicle breaking. Of course, I've never seen the images, you know, yada, yeah. yada, yada, but yeah. that would be the thing I would worry about. I think, you know, that still obviously is a risk. It's going to be through the playoffs and hopefully deep until mid-February. You know, that's always going to be a risk that he can injure it further. He is exactly where I expected him to be. I I expected if they weren't able to, you know, clinch um, the bye, that he'd come back and play and try to clinch that bye because he really needs those two weeks to heal um, for the playoffs. So he's kind of following that pattern. Every time he plays, he's going to irritate this. And then the week after he's going to have to recover. And so it will just be a matter of, you know, trying to avoid getting thrown down, you know, maybe throwing away a ball. So he doesn't get thrown down on that shoulder, um, being careful and kind of managing this through the playoffs. So we, he can recover in the off season. 
You mentioned Lane Johnson, so we'll go to him next. Uh, he's been out the last several weeks, has the torn abductor muscle. It's something that needs to be operated on, but he has decided not to have the operation till after the season is over and done with. Um, this type of injury, how much is Lane putting himself at risk? Well, Jody, I'll, um, I will correct you and say it's not and his doctor. Yeah, yeah. The reason I'm going to correct you is because that's his butt. He did not tear his butt. <laughs> he tear his groin, which is the adductor. Yeah. And the problem with that injury is that you can't do anything without that muscle. Like it is so, especially for linemen, you know, it's lateral movement. It's just walking. It's just standing up. You're using that tendon. This is also a significant pain tolerance thing. It's not going to heal. We know we need surgery. So the question is, can he gut it out and be effective? We know he can gut it out, but can he be effective in doing that? Because he needs to generate power with his legs. So, I mean, it's, I'm happy to see him out there, you know, at practice, whether or not he's working with the team or alongside them on the side. Um, but it really, what we'll really know, like, halfway into the game when he comes back from halftime when he's been sitting if he makes it to halftime which you know fingers crossed comes after sitting in that locker room for 20 minutes or whatever it is you know it'll it'll be really telling how he's moving and how effective he's able to move yeah um i'm sure you're familiar with dr william myers who was from philadelphia he's sort of the the core muscle guy in the nfl everybody goes to dr myers he hates when people use the term sports hernia. Um, and he tried, he's tried to change that because there's so many different injuries um, with core muscles and they could be varying ones. Um, is this one, are you surprised that Lane is going to try to play through this particular injury? No, I would have given if I saw an athlete with the injury that we've heard he has again, I don't know for yes. sure that's the exact right thing, but um, I would certainly have said, look, you know, what do you want to do? You're going to have to have surgery. I don't know. It's maybe 50, 50 that you're going to be able to really be super effective all the way through the playoffs or it's 70, you know, whatever number he was given, you're not going to really do further damage. You need surgery anyway. Do you want to try to tough it out? I think, you know, if we repair this in the off season, you'll, you should be back within three months. Um, but why not? Why not try to support him, give him some medication, let him rehab um, and see if he can get through these games and be effective. This is probably an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway. But if you want to dodge it, feel free. <laughs> um, we all like as sports fans percentages. We want to know what percentage is a guy. What percent is he 90, 80, 70, 50, 100? Well, we all understand 100. And then everything falls into your own grading category. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask about an individual player. I want to ask about the team. The Eagles got an extra week of rest because they finished with the number one uh, record in the NFC. So they got to buy and they know they're getting home teams. What kind of percentage do you think you can kick your game up just with a week's rest at the end of the season? Now you went to a 18 week, 17 game grind, and then you get a bye week. They all strive to get to the bye week during the regular season. Yeah. The Eagles are only one of two teams to get a bye week here going into the postseason. What kind of percentage advantage does that give the Eagles? Well, I would typically say for the average team that every team, everyone's dealing with something, right? So these like little nagging soft tissue things like a hamstring or quad, whatever, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, it's probably helpful 
I don't know how helpful it is, maybe 5% helpful, 10% helpful, whatever. Um, plus the extra time for game planning, theoretically, um, extra focus, right? Because you had a week off, uh, you know, so to speak. But I think for this team, it was so critical. And it's why I really thought that Jalen would come back and play last week because these two injuries at these two massively important positions for this specific team, an extra week of rest is critical, absolutely critical. So I think this was a huge win for them um, to be able to get that by. Um, a lesser known injury, uh, at least nationally, but uh, kind of big for the Eagles is their punter went down. Uh, Aaron Tsipas and I don't know if you saw the play Jessica but it was against the Giants and um, he got a punt blocked he tried to pick up the football he ran it was a heck of a play but he got injured at the very end and we all thought you know he was done for the year and Aaron showed up in the locker room yesterday and I was talking to him and he said he had a high ankle sprain turns out a torn deltoid ligament and he avoided surgery um, and he was in a, he just got, uh, he was in a cast, uh, to start a little rollabout and mm -hmm. he just ditched a, a walking boot, torn deltoid ligament that can heal without surgery. Yes. And actually I did see the play. Now you reminded me, it did kind of look like a high ankle, but then it rolled a little bit and that gets the deltoid, which is a giant ligament along the inner part of your ankle. Um, they absolutely can heal, but they're very painful. They take longer to heal than the standard inversion where your ankle kind of turns in. That's the basketball low ankle kind of injury. The medial ones, the deltoid ones take longer to heal. And that's probably why he was not weight bearing at first on that little roller scooter. Um, yeah. But they're nasty injuries, but they do definitely heal and no long term consequences. Patients do really well. Wow. Want to uh, move away from the Eagles for just one second, if that's okay, Doc. Um, it looks like the Miami Dolphins are going to have to play this week without Tua Tungavaloa, who has uh, been twice in the concussion protocol this year. A lot of debate on whether he should have been in the protocol in a game earlier this year when it looked like he couldn't just walk on his own as he got up after being hit in the game. I think most people understand the uh, Tua situation. NFL in general have uh, attempted to advance to make better their concussion protocol outside observers and medical people at the game to judge the players and the like. Your estimation of the job that the NFL has done to better protect their players with the concussion issues that are part of the game in the National Football League? Um, that's a loaded question, <laughs> but I am happy to tackle it. So I do think they've made needed changes this year. I think the change in the protocol um, to have these red flag kind of things where you just pull a guy no matter what is important. The follow through is even more important. So spotters actually seeing these things and actually pulling these guys from the field is important. Are they moving in the right direction? Yes, but they're moving too slowly in my opinion. Um, and I do respect the fact that they have to balance this with, they don't want to pull every guy, every, every play ends, almost, almost every play ends with a hit. There's always contact on the line, right? So guys hit their heads on the turf and we don't see it on TV because they don't get up and wobble or whatever, right? 
but you don't want to be pulling guys and guys don't want to be pulled if they're fine, if they just hit the turf and they're totally fine. So you do have to have some kind of guidelines and that's what they're attempting to do with the NFL protocol. So I do think it can, or concussion protocol. Um, I do think it can get better and I do think they need to work a little faster, but concussions will never, ever, ever disappear from this game. No helmet. There's no magic helmet that's going to stop it. Yeah. So they do. It is something that they're going to have to continue to get better at diagnosing. Um, the scariest of all the situations, obviously, was Damara Hamlin. So I mean, that from that perspective, um, uh, that was a play that we see all the time, and all of a sudden you see something that thankfully didn't turn into a tragedy, but. As a position, when you see something like that, is that just an outlier? Is it is it a concern? Um, what was your sort of uh, frame uh, work when you see something that happened? Now, obviously, we know it's a dangerous and violent game, but that wasn't the typical. We hit, see danger more dangerous hits than that all the time, and this could have been the worst situation we've ever seen in the yeah. NFL. Thankfully, DeMar's doing well right now. Yeah, I'm so happy to be able to talk about this on the other side. Um, it was terrifying for sure. It, um, But this is absolutely a freak thing, okay? This type of an injury typically does not occur in football, okay? So it's an incredibly rare thing to happen. And football is not the place where we normally see it. We normally see it in lacrosse or baseball where there's a very small, forceful object hitting someone in the chest and impacting at just the right time at just the right spot. Very unusual to happen if this was a result of the hit, if this was um, commotio cordis, where um, the chest, the heart gets hit and kind of jiggled at just the wrong time in the electrical activity and it short circuits. Um, that's much more common in other sports. A cardiac arrest is much more common in sports like basketball, where we see more like genetic predisposition, tall guys with long arms, you know, hyper um, athletic. They're more likely to have underlying cardiac things that can cause a cardiac event like this. So while it was super scary, I just try to reassure people this is not a football specific thing. Doc, as you could well imagine, we talked about it for days after what happened. And yes, we're all so happy that uh, we're talking about this on the road to recovery for uh, Mr. Hamlin. But I would take calls on the air and be at, well, what can the NFL do to keep this from happening again? Even acknowledging it's a rare and unique and kind of a, a very unpredictable situation that transpired on the field in Cincinnati. Is there anything the NFL could do? I just blindly guess maybe there's an extra piece of equipment you can put on the chest that covers the heart. That's not really the case. Usually the shoulder pads come down above the heart. Do you think the NFL could or should take any steps to add a piece of equipment to cut out even to even further shrink the possibility of something like this happening again? Uh, no. I oh, think okay. there are much bigger... Um, injury concerns like playing surface to tackle that can be life altering for athletes um, than, than that. I think the crazy thing is that that medical team that was there literally broke down their response. They have video, they have radio that they, they literally looked at it and were like, well, 
you know, we saved this guy's life, but we could do better next time. That is the most critical thing they can do. Maybe not prevent yeah. this. It's so rare, but be ready in case anyone goes down, be it a player, coach, staff member, anyone to have yeah. that um, ready. And, the, and they deserve all the credit in the world because the silver lining was to have that medical person uh, personnel right there. Because if you have a cardiac event, and nobody's there. It, then it does turn into a tragedy. So that was the silver lining. And they were heroes. I mean, that was unbelievable. And how quickly they jumped into action. And they're still thinking about how they can do it better. So that was, but we do have a couple more minutes. So I have to get back to traditional football uh, and traditional injuries. Lamar Jackson, another playoff quarterback. Um, he's been out for five games. Looks like he's not going to play again. PCL. Uh, sprain, maybe grade two, maybe grade three, um, dippers with everybody. Uh, obviously, we always say, Abby, you can't look at the, the film of the injury. Does it surprise you that Lamar has been out as long as he's been out? I did not think this was a three-week injury. That's for sure. When I saw those numbers come out, I said, you know, I don't know, in a mobile quarterback, the PCL really, if you tear it significantly, can lead to instability where a quick guy who's cutting, um, trying to change direction at speed, the knee's not going to feel right. Um, and so that's something you have to feel comfortable getting used to. Um, but I do think this is an outlier that he's not, I mean, especially given the time of the season, you know, that we're in the postseason. Um, yeah, it's unusual that he wouldn't be able to be back. Do I doubt that he has significant swelling, pain, and feeling of instability? No. I really do think he has all of those things. Um, but I, I would say this is something that some players in this position would choose to play through. Um, I don't know if it was my kid, if I would want him to play through it. So, you know, you can take that. I, I can really only comment on the medical part in that it's not healed yet. Yeah. And ideally, you know, if it was a college athlete in the off season, you wouldn't have him training through an injury like this. Doc, last one for me, and we'll circle back to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Yesterday, he did not throw the ball in practice with any of the snaps that they ran. He threw just light toss on the side. But in any of the uh, practice plays they ran, he didn't throw the football. Yeah. He threw it in Chicago the day he got hurt. After he got hurt, played well in the fourth quarter. They took two weeks off. He threw it last week and seemed to me to throw it okay. They specifically had a game plan to not put him at risk with uh, running plays, but his throwing looked okay to me. And yesterday they went super protective and didn't have him throw the ball at all. Where's Jalen Hurts at? We're asking you to do this from a thousand <laughs> miles away and, and give oh, yeah. us your best analysis. But uh, wh why do you think – the Eagles are handling him the way they're handling him this week. I mean, oh my gosh, shut the guy down. Just let yeah. him, this tissue has to recover. It just got traumatized for a hole for four quarters of football. Let him, let him rest. Let everything heal up. You have two weeks. It's not like he doesn't know how to throw a football. It's not like he doesn't know the playbook. Like there is no benefit to this guy throwing a ball this week. So I would just say Eagles fans, take a deep breath. You know, I'm not worried. I actually have a friend, a good friend from high school who texted me from Vegas last night. Jess, Jess, I'm really worried. Why isn't he throwing a football? And I was like, dude, chill. <laughs> so shout out to Bobby. <laughs> All right. You just calmed a lot of people, uh, Jess. Doc, uh, at Doc Flynn NFL, 
you can follow Jessica Flynn there, 33rd football team, our, our friend Paul Domowich, also a contributor there. Boston uh, Sports Journal, uh, don't hold that against her. She does a tremendous thing here in Philadelphia. Um, and DocFlynn.com, you can see her there as well. And you just made everybody really happy. Say, chill out. Chill out, Philadelphia. Chill out. <laughs> Thanks, thank, Jeff. Thank you very much for coming on with us. We appreciate it greatly. Enjoy the weekend's football. Thanks. Enjoy the bye week, guys. That is uh, Dr. Jessica Flynn here with us on Birds 365. All right, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac. And she, she's being optimistic from afar, which is yeah, good. Yeah, chill out. Just he's, say, you know, he's, she's right as far as. You know, and and I go back to the start of the show, Jody. It was a PR thing to have them out there. You know, they don't want to pan- They don't want people in Philadelphia panicking. They're well aware of 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 the eyeballs on this. They don't want so they throw them here's, out there. But here, John, here's where I don't know that I can agree with you. When do the Eagles ever care about the PR? They thing? do. They care I, about John, PR. John, John, John. How many guys get listed as rest? Every single week during a practice, and you're an Eagle fan, go, wait a minute, how much do these guys make? And they're resting him in the middle of the season. They do what they have to do to keep their team they, in the best position to win. They don't worry about what McMullen or McDonald oh. or uh, uh, Stu from North Philly says. They do, they do what's best for their team every single week. They never bow to PR. Well, I can definitively say that's not true because when I write something they don't like, I hear about it inside of seconds. They care very much about what people think and, and about how things are framed. Now, there's certain things. Those are two completely di- different things. Yeah, they don't give a rat's ass about people who don't understand rest and maintenance in, in the modern NFL with guys who aren't hurt. Yeah, they don't give a rat's ass about that. But in this instance, when somebody really is hurt and somebody really is, you know, early on in this process, I even got a text from somebody uh, involved in the in the issue and, and the words calm down people uh, were, were used. They're very cognizant of, 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 of PR and how things are framed. But there are certain issues. Those are not comparable. Yes. When it comes to rest and maintenance and the 50 veteran players that they rest every week and they have all year, yes, they don't care. They don't care what people say. They don't care if people say, oh, they make a lot of money, they should practice. They don't care. When it comes to certain things, they care very, very much, Jody. Very much. Can can you guess or define the line where – they don't give a you-know-what, and they care greatly. Something's got to be there in the middle that this is one that we must care greatly about, handle one way. Well, and this is the one starting that we don't quarterback. care what anybody says. If, if you got a best-guess scenario for me, what divides the starting those quarterback two potential ways of looking Eagles, at things? If you go back to Carson Wentz, remember uh, when Joe Santa Liquido had the big story that, that, that went – the Eagles immediately I, – I was at the Super Bowl at the time. The Eagles immediately, immediately called sort of a summit with about five or six reporters so Carson Wentz could uh, decide. There are certain things, Jody, and the quarterback, the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, that has a lot to do with it. Now, this is injury-related. That was sort of controversy-related. 
But there, yeah, I mean, there are levels. Now, can I give you a clear what level reaches that level? Well, meaningless stuff, and they look at your example as meaningless stuff, Fletcher Cox getting a maintenance day, eh, they don't care about. They don't care about. But stuff that they think is going to be uh, misinformation or people are going to get it wrong or, or things like that, they care very much about, and they're very cognizant of, and, and they're very, I, I would argue, too cognizant of, to be honest. Well, then I'm going to come down on the side of Dr. Jessica Flynn here, not on the Philadelphia Eagles. They, he had, there was no reason he had to be out there for, for PR sake, for uh, the right optics sake. If he wasn't going to throw and he wasn't going to do any major participating, just let him say. A.J. Brown had the day off yesterday, so I guess you're telling me it's a quarterback thing? That the quarterbacks yeah, they handle to one way, it. and basically everybody else they handle another. That's 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 got a lot to do with it. I'm not saying that's the only thing. They want to stem the panic, um, and um, you know, I I don't agree. I think they should have sat him as well. I agree with Doctor Flynn as well. I agree with you. I don't think he should have been out there. Rest him. But, you know, then we're going to talk and we're going to talk and we're still going to talk about it. I've said from the start, people, have, and I, I should have asked Dr. Flynn this, people have been concerned about him throwing the football. I don't think that's the issue. The issue is the contact part of it. Now, there's some, as she mentioned, there could be some discomfort throwing the football. But I don't think that's the issue as far as, you know, getting through this whole process, it's getting hit. It's the physicality. And that's why they took the, the, the zone read off the table against the giants. And they were throwing it, you know, eight times or whatever it was to start the game. He's going to fight through that, but can he fight through a, a direct hit? I, I think that's the bigger issue. I think that's always been the bigger issue. So if yesterday was to quell the tide of questions about the Jalen Hurts and what kind of just your judgment, either your fellow Eagle Beat guys, uh, guys chiming in with opinions here on the stream on Birds 365. Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to much of WIP yesterday, so I don't have what I feel is my usual finger on the pulse of the Philadelphia. I listened to it a little bit coming back from uh, – uh, Penn Medicine. Um, did it work? Did they actually get the re desired results that they wanted from making this? Well, and by the way, wait, 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 and by the way, this is me speculating. This is not right. you know. Oh, no, part I of get it, that. Yeah, I'm I, just, I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing out there because I don't know why he was out there, and I just thought of another potential reason, and, and that's Jalen himself. Maybe Jalen wanted to be out there and say. Well, let me dress for you know for his teammates and and the leadership aspect of of it that we always talk about that he's so good with. Um, that might been that might have been a part of it. It could be as simple as that. Did they did they stem it though? If 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 that part of it is 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 in the equation, you know, you, you can't really tell because it happened, Jody. But I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. If he wasn't out there, yeah, there'd be a lot more hand-wringing. If he wasn't out there, people would be saying, what the hell is going on? So 
I can't well, prove they it. Couldn't, they couldn't just chalk it up to rest, like, and, and just have him stand next to AJ Brown. If everybody else played, and the only one who's not practicing is Jalen Hurts, yeah, then it sticks up like a sore thumb. But they had a bunch of veterans not participate yesterday, and it could have been Jalen Hurts just as easily as anyone else. Well, the difference between AJ and Jalen is AJ is relatively healthy, and everyone knows that. And Jalen was very limited against the Giants, and everyone knows that. So nobody's talking about Lane Johnson. Lane was limited. But we all know Lane was limited, uh, why Lane was limited. Um, in, in the case of AJ, nobody nobody was saying, oh, AJ, I took a picture of AJ right away, not participating, you know, just to say, hey, AJ's not participating. There was never a thought in my mind that AJ was hurt. Because obviously they're giving him a maintenance day. They're resting him. Um, there's a difference. Everybody knows and everybody just saw – Jalen Hurts be severely limited against a bad football team. And to be honest, he played his worst game of the season, understandably so. Um, there's a there's a there's a there's there's a difference there. All right, let me play devil's coach advocate. If Jalen didn't practice yesterday, stood on the sideline near AJ Brown, and after the practice, you got a chance to talk to Coach Sirianni, and he stood up and stared John McMullen and all the other beat writers in the place and said, if we were playing this week, Jalen would have practiced today. Fear not, that was the case because we're not playing for nine or ten days. Yes, we erred on the side of caution. We gave Jay Jalen a rest day. You think that Eagle Nation goes bullshit, Tiriani? What the f- are you talking about? That you can't uh, trot that weak stuff out. We don't believe you for a millisecond. Or do they say, "All right, Coach, if you say so." Which do you think is more likely? Well, they, if they've listened to Nick Sirianni about injuries all year, they wouldn't believe a word coming out of his mouth, number one. Number two, Nick Sirianni doesn't talk after practice, because, and he specifically talks before practice, so he doesn't have to talk to us about injuries, and he admits that uh, because he doesn't want to give up information. Yeah, but so, Jalen talked after practice, so if Jalen had given that speech, would they have believed Jalen? Eh, uh, probably not, but he didn't give that speech. You know, one of the concerns is the he speech couldn't give that, that he speech gave. because he he practiced. I'm talking a hypothetical. Well, no, he, but but if he it, hadn't he, practiced, but he he again reiterated how difficult what he's going through is. So I don't think it changes from the aspect of you know Jalen is telling the truth, and you know he's in a lot of pain. And he's fighting through something, as he said, in a very public fashion. Um, so I don't think that changes. Jalen's actually been relatively honest. He doesn't like to talk about um, specifics uh, for obvious reasons. And I, I get that part of it. Um, but And I'm trying to look for the quote while I'm saying this here. I think this has been a very public venture but I've been able to navigate that. I have no problem with doing that. That's the thing I have to kind of get my mind right to do. It takes what it takes at the end of the day. If you want something done, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Um, And before he mentioned again that, uh, you know, he's hurt. So, I mean, he's been relatively honest about the fact that he's dealing with something. 
Right. And that's one of the reasons why I think Caddy sat and he came in and just listen, uh, I, I, I'm it's bothered me a little bit, but I don't need to practice today. I'll practice next when we actually have a game when we're in game week. He said, good thing we had a bye week. Well, they half hearted it. Yesterday. Well, that's another, you know, when when players uh, don't uh, practice, they don't have to talk to the media. Uh, the NFL has rules Ooh. that you have to that you have to talk to the media. Um, if you're healthy and if you're, but if you're injured, you don't have to talk, uh, to the media. Um, that probably would have created a larger firestorm because he wouldn't have talked to yeah, the now media. That, now, now you're getting into a PR evaluation that I could have actually wrap my head around. The Eagles yeah. said, yeah, we kind of get, we, we don't want to open that door of a not practicing and B is not available to you, to the media. Yeah. And that, that's then, the starting quarterback. Then the speculation remember. is going to start to run rampant. Exactly. And they're okay. they're you, very, very cognizant of these things. Hey, John McMullen, giving you some good insight behind the Eagles and how potentially they handle some things. I'm Jody McDonald, the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Good spot coming up next hour, about 20 minutes from now. Bo Wolf for the Athletics. Been covering the Birds for years. Uh, Bo's going to hop on. We haven't had him on in months. Looking forward to talking to him about 20 minutes from now. Hour two of Birds 365 coming up next. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We 
We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missinelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. McCollin and Jody McDonald here with you on Birds 365. We were hoping this Friday, when you looked at it in the calendar, would be one for us where we'd be still talking Eagles football, that they had made it to the postseason, that we got another week of Eagles football to talk about. Well, it's better than that. We have uh, two more weeks of Eagles football to talk about because they're not playing this week. They got to buy. They will host any playoff game they played this year in the NFC right up until having to get on a big old jet plane and go to Arizona for the Super Bowl if they can win two more games. It's worked out quite well for the Eagles. But they got to finish the deal now, Johnny Mac. Um, Before the season started, um, the last week before the preseason ended, I I jumped up to a 12-win season for the Eagles. You and I were both at 11, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go one better. I'm going to get the twelve. They won 14 games, 14. Yeah. I did and not probably see that. W- and probably would have won more, let's be honest. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't get hurt. Um, yeah, it's been quite the ride. That's why I tell people all the time, enjoy it because don't get used to it. Stuff like this doesn't happen every season in the NFL. Um, and I think a lot of people haven't, for whatever reason, uh you know, wrap their head around how good this team was during the regular season. Um, Not just the quarterback, but, you know, top five offense, top five defense, all the sacks, all the turnovers. Um, It's been, it's been a really, really good football team. Um, And hopefully they get healthy enough to, to finish that job because I think health is the biggest uh, question mark moving forward. The, the Super Bowl, the potential Super Bowl, that's going to be a tough game against anybody who makes it through that gauntlet. The NFC, man, that's another part of this storybook season. You, 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 you couldn't ask for anything easier on paper uh, getting through. The playoffs are always difficult, so you know that going in. It's the best teams, right? So you know you're going to be playing some good teams. But typically... It you you have a lot bigger hurdles than what you see on paper right now in the NFC. Um, that's why there's a sense sense of there's always a sense of urgency to take advantage 
of a season like this. But because of all these outlying factors, and then throw in the coaching staff as well, and the fact that Shane Steichen may or may not be here, Jonathan Gannon may or may not be here, Brian Johnson may or may not be here. Um, you know, this is Nick Sirianni talks about it all the time in average seasons. This is the only time this group will be together as a group, and they're good enough to to win the whole thing, and they got to take advantage of it. Right. We don't have to turn the clock back altogether too far to remember that the Eagles won the Super Bowl five years ago. How'd that next season go? Not yeah. all that well. Uh, yeah. You got a double doink win in Chicago, and then see you later. Bye. The season was over and done with. Uh, it doesn't guarantee you anything when you have a superior season, and it doesn't get any more superior than winning the Super Bowl, uh, like the Eagles did in 2017. There are no guarantees for the year thereafter. And yes, estimations, your uh, belief on what the Eagles were before the season started uh, may have been one thing. And if that's the case, surely I, I know very few people who, uh, other than those who wear eagle colored glasses, predicted a 14 win regular season for the Eagles. But expectations have changed. As John says, this is not a minefield that they got to get through. They just have to take care of their business and they should be playing in Arizona uh, less than a month from now. Yeah. How you much, know, how much I, pressure is on them because of that, John, because the expectation changed because they are 14 and three, because they are hosting whatever playoff game they're going to play in the NFC. How much has the pressure ratcheted, ratcheted up? And are they showing that when you're around these guys? No, I, I don't. You know, Nick's very good at that. And he, I trace back to what I said before earlier in the show. He constantly says there's always pressure in the NFL. And then there's always pressure in Philadelphia because of the passion of the market, whether you're 9-8 and eight or 14-3 uh, and three or 16-1. and one. But um, they do a very good job of compartmentalizing. They have, you know, we always talk, we talked all year, is this a trap game? Is this a trap game? For the most part, they didn't have many trap games. They had some, you know, human nature lulls, I like to call them. Uh, they've done a, a very good job with it uh, as a whole. Um, but, I, I mean, the pressure's always there. The pressure's always there. I mean – Let's be honest, Jody. You've been doing this a long time. People lose their minds when you lose one football game in this town. I mean, the pressure's always there. Um, even with a team as good as this team, you know, how do they? I I I had a guy that say, "Oh, with this talent, you know, the 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 um, constant Gannon criticism. With this talent, they should be number one across the board in every category." I mean, when, when you're that unrealistic, um, the, the, the pressure is always there with this football team. It is built in with this football team. And some people handle it better than others. But, you know, you got a core group here of Jalen Hurts and, and Nick Sirianni that handle it very well. And then you have the veteran guys who've been through it all, Kelsey and Graham and Cox. They know. They know. And... Uh, Lane is in that category as well. I mean, they they know and they've been through it and they understand it. So, you know, some of the younger players may not understand it yet, but luckily you have those sort of pillars 
to make them aware of it. A.J. Brown's also, you know, he went through it in Tennessee last year to a lesser extent as the number one seed in failing. We were talking to him about that yesterday. Um, he realizes uh, the sense of urgency. So um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. All right, I'm going to ask you to look in your uh, football crystal ball. And I know the number one focus should be Eagles win two more games, get to a Super Bowl, see who comes out of the AFC. But whether that does or doesn't happen, if they get to the Super Bowl, they win it, lose it. Uh, we're going to have football in 2023. Another season's going to come up. How much did the playoffs and the outcome of the games for two teams I'm referring to, the Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles, going to affect the quarterback market during this offseason? The Eagles have the ability to do an extension with Jalen Hurts once the season ends. They can't do it before then because he's on his rookie deal. You can't negotiate an extension until you get to the final year of that rookie deal. That will be next year. And the Ravens are already facing that with Lamar Jackson. Jackson's missed a bunch of games. Jalen Hurts missed two, and we're having this debate as to how they're handling him getting ready for the playoffs. Is he going to be able to play to that MVP level that he did during the regular season? Come the postseason here, you've got probably the two most uh, prolific running quarterbacks in the NFL, and they're both playing playoff games or not playing playoff games in Lamar Jackson's case with injury question marks. How much is that going to be a topic? How much of it is it going to affect the negotiations that the Ravens have with Jackson and the Eagles have with Hurts? I don't think that much uh, for the reason, you know, one other guy who would argue with your two most prolific would be Justin Fields. Now, just as a runner, obviously, but, uh, you know, I'll throw him in the category as well because he was injured as well. So there's no doubt that, um, you know, if you play that style, you're more susceptible to injuries. So, you know, there's no doubt about that. Um, but as far as the thought process, with you can't pay guys because of that. I think it's already been sort of self-corrected before this. And the fact that it's more the college product than the pro product driving this and, and more younger coaches in that that's the way they play in college. So that's what's coming. Um, so you can pound the square peg in the round hole if you want to and try to and by the way, I'll use Fields again. Chicago's doing a disservice to that kid, trying to make him Aaron Rodgers, at least early in the season. Um, you, can, you can try to do that, or you can do what the Eagles did and the Ravens have done and build around the strengths of the quarterback you do have. Now, from the contract standpoint, what you're talking about, it's already done, Jody. Uh, and we saw it with Carson Wentz. You know, and I, I fell into this trap as well. I'll, I'll raise my hand. Oh, how do you get out of that contract? Well, they got out of it because they structure it. Now you got to take your medicine for one year, um, but you can get out of anything. All these contracts are basically, you're going to hear the big numbers. You're going to hear the five, the six years, the 240 million guaranteed, blah, blah, blah. But the way they structure them and how he's better at this than anybody you know, normal players, it's two years and you're out. You can get out and you, you, it's very easy to get out quarterbacks. It's a little bit more difficult and it might take you to a third year, but you're never, if you're the worst GM in the history of the planet, 
if you can't get out of a contract after three years. So if the catastrophe happens, um, yeah, you might have a season uh, here or there where you're really up against it. But they've already figured that out. The, the Howie Rosemans, the Jake Rosenbergs of the world, they've already figured that out. But here, here's the rub, John. And then there was Deshaun Watson. There's not, there is no getting out of that contract after a year or two years. Every penny guaranteed of $230 million. And without being on an insider down in Baltimore and know what's going on. That's why the Ravens didn't get the, the, the contract done with Lamar Jackson. He wants to be paid like Deshaun Watson and feels he should be paid like Deshaun Watson because he's already won an MVP. Deshaun Watson hasn't. And oh, by the way, he's got no cloud hanging over his head of 75 lawsuits for sexual misconduct. Why can't he ask for Deshaun Watson? Well, contract? he can ask for it, but, you know, and, and people were angry about the Cleveland Browns uh, around the league. They were very angry. And that was the assumption that, and, and, and typically, mm -hmm. understandably so, well, Deshaun got this, so the next guy. hasn't worked out that way. Nobody's going down that path. So, well, But you know, no, nobody hasn't not gotten it either. There's been no big signing yeah, since. But nobody's nobody is willing to say, I'm going to give you a complete fully. Now, Kirk Cousins was actually first um, uh, before people don't realize that. He got a fully guaranteed, I think it was three-year deal. Um, it might have been two years. They might go that well, route. You can get you can get out of that. That's not the same thing. No, the fully guaranteed that, it, it part is. is, but you can't compare a two-year deal to a five-year deal. Well, five-year deal just blows up your entire organization if you uh, a year into it you go, oh shoot, we screwed well, up. Well, I we think the assumption. Guy. I think the assumption is that teams, every team, will kowtow to what the Browns do, and I don't. There's no evidence that that's happening or it's going to happen. Um. And again, if it does happen, it would be more in the cousins realm of the, all right, we'll give you fully guarantees, but it'll be two or three years. Uh, the lesson, and I, I've argued that for years when, you know, one of the most disingenuous arguments you see all the time is NBA versus NFL. When NBA free agency comes and, you know, you have these massive contracts and people say football's more popular. They should be paid more than basketball. Well, A, you know, basketball teams are, they used to be 12. Now it's 15 or whatever. Uh, you got 53 players plus practice squad gets you the 69 plus injured reserve gets you into the seventies. Uh, the pie, you know, it's got to be split up. It's just a math equation. Right. Uh, so it's one of the, one of the more disingenuous arguments, but just because Cleveland does it doesn't mean anybody else is doing it. And if they do do it, it'll be more cousins like, and, and the shorter term, which I've always argued to NFL players, you can get fully guaranteed money, but it's going to be, you know, one, two year deals increments, and then you're back on the free agent market. But because of the, the injury rate in this league, yeah, Cleveland made a dumb decision. And, th and that not even bringing in the sexual assault allegations, not even bringing in the guys and played two years. And by the way, he's looked awful because he hasn't played for two years. Um, I'm not even talking about the football part of it, just the finances part of it. But they felt like they weren't involved. If they weren't going to do it, he was going to Atlanta or Carolina. So they felt desperate, and they went down a route that 
other teams, and Baltimore is a perfect example, they're not giving them a fully guaranteed deal. They'll give them a great deal, but they'll structure it like they have to structure it. Yeah, but we'll see if they are willing to go down the uh, uh, route of going year to year. That's not yeah. an optimum way of doing it either. And if uh, Lamar Jackson and, sorry to say this, Eagle fans, Jalen Hurts decide to go down that route, that if they don't get the contract they want, your only alternative is to slap a franchise tag on them. And, and if you have to go, please tell me the franchise that's won anything with a quarterback on a franchise tag. It's never happened, John. The NFL is O for that. There has never been a team that's yeah, won it's with never, a quarterback it's on never, a franchise tag. It, it's never a good situation. You don't want to do that. Uh, but I but I will say that I do not think that anybody is following the path of the Cleveland Browns. I think now you never say never because there's some other dumb organizations, but I especially ball especially those two organizations, Baltimore and Philadelphia, who have been, you know, very strong at the GM position for, for years, especially financially. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about it that much. I really don't. We should stay on point and worry about the window that is open for a potential Super Bowl trip. Um, but I, I do think that is an interesting topic that we're going to be talking about plenty here on Birds 365 in the upcoming months. Upcoming next there on Birds 365 is our buddy Bo Wolf from The Athletic. Been a minute since Bo's been good enough to jump on with us. Very much looking forward to talking to him about the Eagles and this postseason journey they're about to get on. Bo Wolf with us next here on Birds 365. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. 
But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC Family of Apps. Appreciate you streaming on in here on Birds 365 with McMullen, McDonald, and Bo Wolf from The Athletic. Haven't had him on in the dog's age. Mr. Wolf, how you been? Doing all right. How are you guys? Uh, good. I see Bo all the time. But it's exciting yeah. to have him back on the program. And I guess we have to start with Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, we just had uh, Dr. Jess Splin on talking about the injury. Uh, Bo, uh, you got us? I saw you mute. I saw you put your finger up. Oh, we lost Bo. All right, hopefully he comes back. Uh, wanted to ask Bo, you know, where he was on the Jalen Hurts part of it. Do you just completely sit him down? Why is he out there if he's not going to do much? Um, and here we go. We popped him back up. So talking about Jalen, Bo, you know, he was out there, but he was doing very little uh, on on Thursday's practice. Why put him out there? Why not, as Dr. Jess Blinn just told us, just rest him, dude. <laughs> why Why is he even out there? Well, I mean, I, what, you know, what, what, from what we know of Jalen Hurts, do you think he would have, he, he would have wanted to rest? That's in any true. Capacity? I mentioned, I mean, you know, maybe it's a leadership thing. Maybe here's my just... question, John. Is, is Jalen Hurts the greatest healer there's ever been? This guy yeah. who can heal better than anybody else? Or is he the toughest guy? that Nick Sirianni has ever coached. It can't be both, right? If he is healing, then he's not playing through that much. But if he is so tough, then he hasn't healed yet. I thought that, you know, you bring that up. I thought Nick did a disservice to him with the healing nonsense. I really do. Because then people expect uh, something. I think he should have went the Lane Johnson route, which as you mentioned, he has done. I talked about how tough he is. If he went that route, I think it, it it goes a little bit smoother, but yeah. Well, Nick will go through. We lost Bo again. Hopefully, Nick will contradict himself, Jody, you know, I don't know, five times in the same press conference over under. So maybe that's the the answer to that. Uh, but it is interesting, and, and Bo is correct in the fact that, you know, which one is it? And I think he did a disservice with the healing part of it. Sorry about the uh, sorry about the mic. Yeah, I think I think I think he did a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I just this whole thing is so weird because it's so different than the way that they have handled any injury in the past. Um, like 
being so open about how difficult it is for him to play through. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to, to fully make sense of it. Yeah. But I, well, I need you to speculate a little bit here. Eagles are going to find out who they play on the weekend and then they'll be hosting either the Giants or the, the Seahawks or whoever's coming to town the next week. If we can all agree that their play calling last week against the Giants was not prototypical of what we saw from the Eagles all year and using Jalen Hurts the way they used them as successfully as they did to put him on an MVP type level. Is it just automatically back to what we did all season long because it's the playoffs? Will they start a certain way and depending on how the game's going, adjust to it? That Those all important conversations had behind closed doors with Steichen and with uh, Sirianni and Hertz in or in it in or out of that meeting, how is the game plan going to look like when it starts? Whoever they face next week in the divisional round. Well, that's that's the million dollar question, and that is like if you think about why they might be so open about this. If there's some kind of uh, you know gamesmanship reason to it, I think this might be it to to make opposing teams think that. You know, we're going to be just as careful with Jalen as we were in week 18. He's not going to be as willing to take hits. He's going to have to be uh, a drop back passer who gets rid of the ball quickly. My, I am operating under the presumption that, that come the playoffs, knowing how tough Jalen Hurts is, they're going to do exactly what they did in the regular season. And he is going to be willing to run the ball and he is going to be willing to drop his shoulder and run into guys if he needs to. Um, I just, you know, that is when this offense is its best, obviously, you know, they're not going to be reckless with it, but I would be surprised if, you know, I'm expecting them to call a zone read on the second play of the game or something like that. Like, it'll be like Jalen Hurts is here to play. This is the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it, even if they, you know, have a plan to somewhat limited, um, it is the playoffs, and you're going to see some of it. And I think doing it early in the game would indicate to the opposing defense, whatever, all right, we got to be concerned about him pulling the football. So I think you're right from that standpoint, Bo. But one of the other aspects to this is Lane Johnson. He's going to try to play through that uh, torn uh, adductor muscle, and he's an offensive lineman, and he needs his power. Um does it surprise you that the Eagles haven't at least entertained seemingly the thought of, hey, maybe we got to get Andre Dillard ready? And it might be everybody says move um, Jordan to the right side, put Andre at left tackle. Andre's played left guard. Maybe he's more open to being uh, a right tackle this time. Are you surprised it's not been broached it's seemingly? Well, here's my question. At what point have we ever seen Andre Dillard be a better player than Jack Driscoll? Fair, fair. Right. More talented player. Although I would argue when when he played, what was it, that three-game stretch? He was fine. He yeah. was just as he was just as cromulent as Jack Driscoll has been at right tackle. So I like it. Crumbly. I don't understand why you would upset the apple cart and you know Stylin doesn't want to. Move yeah, he doesn't like moving parts. To fix yeah. one, right? So why would you do that in service of a big question mark about whether that guy is even better than the guy who's been playing and has been doing okay? Now, you mentioned earlier, Bo, that you think when that playoff game rolls around against whoever it's going to be, um, we'll know early on 
oh, no, this is the Philadelphia Eagles that you saw all year. This is what's coming your way. We're going to be ready to rock and roll on offense with Jalen Hurts being Jalen Hurts MVP type level. Will they be nervy enough to take the ball first? If the coin flip goes and the Eagles win, do they say, give us the football. We'll show you Jalen Hurts. Or do they just nah, nah, nah. to start the game? Yeah, nah, nah, the nah, analytics nah, nah. that oh, Jody wants than... that to happen so badly. It's I not do. happening, Jody. No, but you do have to. You, you remember that there are new playoff rules for overtime um, this year, and so there is an interesting decision if you if you get to overtime, yeah. do you take the ball first or not? Because if if you take the you ball better second, take the ball in overtime. I don't know. Do. I don't know. There's ah. an argument to be made because if you give up a touchdown on the opening drive, you get a response. And that means that you then get four downs instead of three downs yeah, to work your way down right. the field. Right. And you Good can point. make a decision Boy. to go for two Good and point. try to Good win the game. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And that was an overreaction to what happened last year. I hate when the NFL does that, but I think I would go, I think I would go second. Yeah. You can make the argument that you especially, want to know what you and, have to and do. Especially with this defense. Uh, yeah, John, and that, that's not a knock against the defense, but the way that it, it is it is designed to force opposing teams to maintain drives. If they if if the opposing offense has four downs instead of three downs yeah. against this version of the defense, yeah, I think that's a, a like a, a a tinge of a concern. Sort of like a college type atmosphere of knowing what you need to accomplish. Uh, right. Yeah, it might be it might be the way to go, but they are not. They are deferring if they win the coin toss at yeah, the start of the game show yeah. um, hey john what is i i know that you are uh you're a wrestling guy yeah great promo by lane johnson uh, uh tremendous promo which yeah. is so what is this belt uh the gold belt. i they just give it to celebrities okay and, and, like and wrestlemania is coming to uh philadelphia next year at yes. lincoln financial field so lane's a big wrestling fan and Lane's yes. going to be a big part of that. So it was a good promo. It was a solid promo. Very good yeah. promo. Yeah. yeah. Solid promo. And people got excited because Lane could I mean, do a promo like that. Why can't he play, Bo? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that was, that's, I th- he looked good on the side field yesterday, I thought. He but did. I mean, maybe, you know, he's made a lot of money, but if you can get that Saudi money, then all of a sudden. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we could go down a wrestling a... wormhole here. I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could do six hours on this, Bo. All right, uh, Bo, we talked about uh, Jalen Hurts and what they will do with him, how they're going to call plays and the like. Uh, I think we could also agree that last week in their victory, albeit not overly impressive, but victory over the Giants, they didn't run the ball very effectively. That would be Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. And we know Miles wore a brace all week in practice. He took it off of the game, but he didn't seem to have his usual burst. Certainly with Lane Johnson out of the lineup, it's not the same five up front that are looking to open those holes. How much concern do you have going into the game that they're going to play next week without knowing who the opponent is, that Miles Sanders is not Miles Sanders right now? Um, I guess I'm not too concerned about Miles Sanders. I think that like the level that Miles Sanders is playing is like the third most important part of the running game being successful behind Jalen Hurts being Jalen Hurts and Lane Johnson being out there, right? Like if those guys, if Jalen Hurts is presenting the threat to the opposing defense and taking the attention away, and if Lane Johnson is out there, then, you know, Kenny Gainwell can have a fine game if, if Miles Sanders is not doing well. As long as he's protecting the ball, I think that's pretty much all they need. Um, but it has been curious the way that they have like 
consciously tried to, um, you know, not overwork Miles Sanders these past couple of weeks, these, these past couple of games. It's been noticeable. Yeah. Um, we have football this weekend, but the Eagles obviously can thankfully uh, rest up. Uh, not only Jalen Hurts, uh, Lane Johnson, but everybody's banged up this time of year, Bo. And uh, 12 other playoff teams have to fight mm-hmm. for their lives. The Eagles potentially have four opponents. I want you to to rate them, uh, uh, rank them from easiest to toughest potential divisional round matchup. Well, I think that the number one rooting interest is you want to play the Seahawks because that would mean that they've eliminated the 49ers, right? So they've taken away that the biggest threat. That would be, yes. yes. In the NFC. Um, so that's, and it's it's nice how it's set up for, for specifically for Eagles fans where you've got the seven seed on Saturday. All right, if they don't do it, we got the six seed on Sunday. All right, if they don't do it, all right, we're going to play the winner of this Monday night game. So uh, the Seahawks, I think, would be your, your number one choice because they would eliminate the Niners and because they'd be flying across the country for their second straight road game. It's a defense that can be had. Um, and the Eagles seem well-suited with Darius Slay and James Bradbury to handle DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the outside. I think I would probably say the Giants, number two, even though there is the finickiness of playing a team for a third time, playing a team that you just played two weeks ago. Uh, I just, you know, if you can't beat Daniel Jones at home, yeah. And a defense that's, you know, very bad, even though it is interesting because it blitzes a lot, then what are we doing here anyway? And then between the Cowboys and Bucks, I think I would rather see the Bucks. Um, I know it's Tom Brady. I know they've got a defense that could potentially turn things on. And Tom Brady is like specifically designed to like annoy this defense by just taking four yards at a time. But I don't I, – I, that Cowboys team it just has such a higher upside. Yeah. They're more explosive on <clears throat> offense. They're more dangerous on defense. I think they're liable to, you know, lay an egg in Tampa and lose by 10 points. But I would be much more nervous about that game than I would be about the Bucks. Yeah, I disagree with you on that one. I don't want any part of Tom Brady. Um, but let me let me uh, double down on the, the Seattle thing with you. I get it. If they pick off the 49ers for you, they did get solid because most of us feel the 49ers more than anybody else as a potential uh, hurdle for the Eagles to get over to get to the Super Bowl. But if they beat the 49ers, don't you have to give them their respect and their props and go, uh-oh, if they took care of the 49ers on the road, now they're coming in here going to try to take care of us in Lincoln Financial Field. Don't they merit more consideration if they actually pull this upset this week? Well, sure, but then by that by that argument, then why wouldn't you be worried about the Cowboys if they beat Tom Brady? No, Brady and uh, that that's before the game is played. <laughs> I said I'd rather play Brady before the game. If the game is played, once the game is played, you get to reevaluate. You get to okay. put him in a new yeah. order. But before yeah, the I just, game, I, I, just would, I would want to stay away from Brady. Over the course of the season, the Seahawks have been a fine team. I, you know, they get to play the Niners for a third time. Maybe Brock Purdy turns into a pumpkin in the playoffs. Maybe it's something like that. I just, you know, it it, it, it would be hard for me to um, imagine them beating the Niners in a way that would really make me fear them in the in the divisional round. Yeah, I'm surprised how much fear there is of the New York Giants. I don't know if you get it, Bo, but I get all this, oh, three times it's hard to beat a team. Not if the team stinks and you're really good. It's pretty easy. I want the bad team 
Um, yeah, I think I, that yeah. that doesn't usually play out. Like if, if you look at the numbers, it's not that great. And also yeah. you have to think about it. If you're playing a, a team a third time, it means that that team is a playoff team. And so they're good enough. And so, yeah, it's hard to beat a good team three times, right? Yeah. But I don't uh, think the uh, Giants are a good team. No, I don't think they're a good team. It's funny, though. Everybody's picking them to beat the Vikings, which I could see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that gives me pause because if everyone is thinking alike, somebody's not thinking. I li- I've always liked that 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 uh, little wor- words of wisdom. And, boy, everybody's on this Giants Sounds like a Zach Bermanism. Yeah. Well, maybe I got it from Zach. I don't even know who I got it from, but everybody's on that bandwagon. And I, I, boy, I think that's the least talented team in the playoffs. I think Seattle's more talented than the Giants. Well, I mean, I guess if you take if, if like the the Ravens or the Dolphins without a quarterback. Well, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. You know. Yeah, I'm with way, you. I, I am not scared of the Giants at all. AFC versus NFC. I mean, you got it. Could you imagine if Lamar and Tua were playing that murderous row of quarterbacks versus the NFC level where it's Jalen, Tom, and then who are you going to pick, Dak or Kirk Cousins? I mean, Dak. Um, it, the level of quarterback play between the conferences. And the ages of the quarterbacks. Yeah. They're all young. The, I, so I want to talk about the sense of urgency, though. This team has set a franchise record for wins, so many franchise records. Top five offense, top five defense. We don't know if Shane Steichen's going to be here next year, Jonathan Gannon, even though a lot of fans would like the latter, uh, even Brian Johnson. There's no guarantee this is going to happen again. With, with all the free agents, they got to take advantage of this window, don't they? I mean, they have a clear, clear path to the Super Bowl. I totally agree. I think I think it is really overstated to be like this is the beginning of a window. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is is going to be a, a superstar quarterback. It seemed to have a good coach. You know, uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are going to be here for a long time. All of that is true, but we just we just lived through this in 2017, yeah. right? Like things change. Remember in 2018. All we were talking about is how much better the roster was. New normal, was baby. New normal. Like, they were going to be the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, there are just all these different dynamics. Even if even if they get everybody back, which they're not going to, it's like, well, you've won now. And so maybe not everybody is as willing to give of themselves and sacrifice their roles. And there's a little bit more uh, complaining about things like that. There is absolutely no guarantee that they are going to be this good again. And as you say, they're never going to have a better chance than this one, given the uh, easiness, the weak, relative weakness of the conference, given that you've got the home field advantage. Um, I, I think this is like such a golden opportunity. And I, I, that's why I think like if they don't make the Super Bowl, I think it's a really big disappointment. New normal, one of the least well-advised quotes from Doug Peterson <laughs> ever. Um let me ask you about a specific guy. I expect him to play well this week because he's had a phenomenal season and we want that to be the case. And then we want him to be back with the Eagles again next year. Brandon Graham, where do you think he's at right now in his headspace? Yeah, it's interesting. So I did a story on The Athletic, which which you can read, uh, where I spent I spent game day for that Saints game, week 17, with Brandon Graham's wife in, in Brandon Graham's box. Um, nice. With his friends and family um, and 
that was the game when he crossed the 10 sack threshold for the first time. Uh, so, you know, a big celebration in the box. Uh, he, you know, he played more snaps than he has at any point this season because Josh Sweat got injured. He was like joking after the game about how tired he was. Um, and it was interesting sort of reflecting on his career with his wife, Carlene, uh, about, you know, every time he's been a free agent, they thought that they were leaving Philadelphia. You know, we remember in 2018, Brandon Graham, like, shook hands with all of us. Yeah, he uh, gave us all hugs. Right? Like, this is, I'll see you guys. Like, it's been a great ride. Um, And now he's one season away from tying Chuck Bednarik for the most seasons with the Eagles in franchise history. And it would be his 14th season. And he's playing at a high level. Um, I cannot imagine him playing for a different team at this point. Um, And so I think if he returns, it will be with the Eagles. And I think that's – and usually I am, like, anti-sentimentality for uh, guys on the roster, and I think that that has been an issue for the Eagles in the past. But Brandon Graham's not coming back to, you know, demand playing time. He would be coming back to be, again, another third or fourth edge rusher, a rotational player. He's – you know, he is such a, a light um, and, like, energy lifter in the locker room. Um, I think if he wants to play, they should welcome him back and he will be back. You know, I could see, you know, they, they go and win the Super Bowl or they make the Super Bowl. He's, he decides to call it quits. You know, um, he and his wife have talked very um, uh, intentionally about like his transition to post career life. Like he, he wants to be a very involved dad now because he knows that he wants to do that after he plays. Um, and, and they're very conscious about that. But he also loves to play. Um, he's playing at a high level. I think if I would guess, I would guess he'll be back for another year, but I think it's very much up in the air. Yeah. And <laughs> that part he's played, I'm amazed at the level uh, Brandon has played at. And I think the, uh, the managing of the snap count really, really helps that part. But when he's on the field, he's been uh, so effective. Great story. And by he's the way, had games where he's dominated. Yeah. He's been unbelievable. Um and, you know, Chip Kelly wanted to cut him for Travis Long. So never forget that. <laughs> it wasn't for the, right. for the ACL injury. But uh, funny how things work out. Um, this defense is a whole bow. Um, boy, there's a lot of disconnect. I mean, it, it's, you know, and number two, the old way of looking at defense, uh, I agree. It's not necessarily the best way, but even in all the advanced numbers, uh, this is a top 10 defense. Um, they've just, they nearly set the sack record. Um, 17 games, 17 <clears throat> games, but all right. 68 through 16 is pretty good. So we, we can, we can hang our hat on that. Um, Hassan Reddick, uh, another feather in the cap of, of, of Howie Roseman. TJ Edwards is one of the best stories in the NFL. I mean, that guy is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Um, I, I think if there was a pro bowl snub, it was him. He was named all pro by pro football focus. Uh, you mentioned the corners. You think, he was the, you think he was a bigger pro bowl snub than Javon Hargrave? Sorry. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Because of the consistency. I, well, and plus, I think the down-to-down consistency. I think Javon's a great pass rusher. I don't think Javon's a great uh, run support player. I think you kind of see that. That's why it was so important to get draft Jordan Davis, get Linball Joseph in here. Um, 
So I think he's a great pass rusher. But anyway, I'm in a wormhole. You mentioned the cornerbacks, defense as a whole. Um, why do you think there's this disconnect with some of the fan base not realizing in, in this modern era, Bo, this is pretty good defense? Uh, because aesthetically, it's it's painful. Um, <laughs> and when it's bad, it's bad, uh, right? Like there, you, when you when you're surrendering these 15 play drives, uh, and it's just this like slow drip, and you're continuing to give up third down conversions. That's annoying. You know, it's Philadelphia is all about aggression, and this is not an aggressive defense, which is a crazy thing to say about uh, a defense yeah. that almost at the sack. Sixty-eight. Yeah. Um, I, I just think. <clears throat> I think everything they do philosophically is sound. Uh, I like, I agree with the general philosophies that, that Jonathan Gannon has, but I think that it's not like there are probably two or three really, really, really good like defenses in the league that are uh, good enough to affect good offenses. And I don't know that this defense is that good, but that's fine because if you're not that good, what can you do to change the game? Turn the ball over and get after the quarterback, affect the quarterback. And that's what they can do. Um, I also think that there are some things that Jonathan Gannon does really well that we'll never see. Like, if you just think about the guy, you, you just went through the, the lineup on defense. There's like every single player on the defense has had a better year than we expected. Yeah, um, career years all over the place. Yeah, And there have been guys in terms of like young player development or getting guys ready to be on the field when they're thrown into situations, guys like Reed Blankenship, who has been really, really good. I think like better than he gets credit for even Josiah Scott, who has like made some high profile mistakes has been better than you would have expected. Um, guys who get thrown into the mix have done well. Um, like the only player on the defense who has, who has disappointed relative to expectations, I think is probably Jordan Davis um, of the, of the main players. And so, I think Jonathan Gannon gets credit for that. And don't, however, don't much- say that too loud with John around here. He doesn't like when you point out that Jordan Davis is. No, I thought I thought oh, I think it's great when your guy gets benched for a for, no, no, for a guy no. Who's on the it, street well, in November. A, I think there's. Well, let me defend myself. A, I think there's there's a difference between pre-injury Jordan Davis and, and post-injury. I don't think he's come back from the from the ankle that well. And they obviously got Linball, and Linball does it better than he does at this stage as a veteran player. But I, I told Jody, Jody will tell you, it back in the draft, and I picked, I predicted the Eagles to trade up to get Jordan Davis. Um, I thought he was too esoteric a pick for um, Eagles fans. I really did because, he, <laughs> you know, he's the he's the the, the big Fangio nose tackle. In, in the variable front, and he was there to win on first and second down, and then they were going to take him out. And he wasn't going to get sacks, and he wasn't going to get numbers, but he was going to have a big impact. Now, I'll say he hasn't had the impact I thought he was going to have, but he was starting to have it before he got hurt. And then the Eagles had to go in a different direction. Marvin Wilson couldn't handle it. Um, um, Milton uh, obviously can't handle it at his size. They had to bring in Linball, and Linball – just understands how to play that role better than Jordan Davis right now. I freely admit that, but I think Jordan Davis is too esoteric for Philadelphia. I think they're never going to get why he's there. And maybe they change the defense when JG leaves and then it's all blown up. But for this defense, you need that player, Bo Wolf. 
you need that big nose tackle. Then go, then sign him in free agency. Don't don't trade up to the thirteenth overall pick to get a guy who you need just for the body type, not for the player. Well, it's when not the body type as well. I mean, body type's part of it. I mean, that's part of it. You got to be a big, strong guy. Well, you got to be good at it. It's not like you can get any three hundred fifty pounder who can do it. Like Linval was a, a pro bowler in his earlier days. He's really good at it. Yeah. Um, and he was Jordan, available. You could sign him for $3 million and use your pick on something else or use your pick on something else and try to find a Travis Jones in the second round or somebody else who could potentially do that. Well, that's, a, that's you know, a better. We, that's we need a, to look no further yeah. than Brandon Graham to say that, you know, yeah. we can't write a guy off after his rookie yeah. season. He's, you know, there's a long way to go for Jordan the, Davis. The and there value, are only so many value, people in the world who are his size yeah. and his athleticism. But from a resource allocation standpoint, you say yes. esoteric. I say that's a premium pick to use on a guy who's only going to be on the field on first and second down. If that's the, if that's the plan. For well, him. that's a better argument. I, I couldn't hear the resource allocation. I, I, that's why I say, you know, you see the mock drafts. Now the Eagles taking a running back at number 10. I'm like, yeah, get these people you don't first get time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't get it. They don't understand how the Eagles do business. So the re- resource allocation argument, I think is a good one. But I still doesn't think I still don't think that changes the fact that Eagles fans are never going to get the value of a player like that. There's just not. I I argued that from day one. So that part I agree with you. Okay. And I'll just argue his production, and we'll see if his production. There we go. And I know the numbers are never Never going to match up, but um, yeah. I mean, the thing is that when you use that premium of a pick. If he doesn't turn into an effective pass rusher, it's not a good pick. Um, yeah, that is a failure. That's just can, the case. We you're, can you're define it right now. Player. I'm calling him a failure. If that's the standard. He's a failure because he's never going to be that place. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be Aaron Donald. He shouldn't be asked to be Aaron Donald. He doesn't have he to be. be. Yeah, he doesn't have to be Aaron Donald. He's just he's got. I think you know he has like a uh, hundred something pass rush snaps this year, and he hasn't hit the quarterback once. It's a, yeah. it's tough to rush from the nose, but you know. Let's, yeah, he's not even going to be Javon Hargrave as a pass rusher. I mean, Javon Hargrave is awesome. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, he could we'll, be Milton Williams. You know, who will be the Jalen Hurts aside, and of course, his shoulder is going to decide a lot of it. But offense or defense, any other player other than Jalen Hurts who will be the star of the Eagles' victory next weekend against. We don't know yet, but uh, we're going to go ahead and pick the game anyway. Who is going to be the guy who steps up huge in addition to the quarterback? to get the Eagles to the NFC championship game. I think, um, I think Dallas Goddard has looked really yeah, good. Yeah, he went to my man. All right. I think and I are on the exact same page. I think he's looked really good uh, on low volume since returning. Like, you know, I thought in that Cowboys game, he only had three targets, right? But he looked awesome. Um, and the Cowboys are one of the better teams in the league against tight ends. Their other matchups potentially in this, in this next round are not. Um, and I sort of think that, like, as good as A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have been over the past month, we haven't had that breakout Dallas Goddard game of late. I could see that being part of the special game plan, you know, with the extra week. You do some self-scouting, like, ah, are we really taking as much advantage of this special player we have at tight end? I, I could see I could see that uh, that happening. And uh, at Bo underscore Wolf, read uh, Bo at theathletic.com backslash Billy. Uh, tremendous piece, as he mentioned. 
uh, spending uh, the day with Brandon Graham's wife in uh, while Brandon's playing on the field. Make sure you check that out. Um, the most important question of all, I'm going to end it here, Bo. Is Aaron Seaposs going to be the punter in, in the playoffs? He's ready to go, man. He's, He's ready, ready to go. go. That was interesting, man. And yeah. he, you know, he he walked in to the locker room yesterday with uh, without the boot. And you would have thought from the way like all the reporters' heads turned that like, you know, the most beautiful woman in the world had just walked by. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, did you see that? It's Aaron Sipos. He's not wearing a boot. It was unbelievable. And he was like willing to talk. He said yeah. he's, he's hoping to be back next week. He thinks he can do it. Um, and it was interesting. It was almost like publicly putting the pressure on that, like, I'm ready yeah, to go. You got to like, make a decision. See. I'm because, better than Brett Kern. Come on. Because Brett Kern, yeah, has not been very good. Um, He's been so a hell of a holder, I'm told, though. I think if I had to, you know, water gun to my foot, what what my guess is, my guess is that he will not be ready for the divisional round, but he might be he 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 would be ready for the championship. That's game. exactly what I said. I expect Aaron Cepos for the NFC championship game. That's my prediction. Water gun to my foot. That's what I'm going to have to use. I'm going to. Have to <laughs> I'm going to have to look up cromulent. That one whoosh, right over my head. Uh, Bo, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board, buddy. We'd love to get you on. Uh, depending on how long I'm going to get you that golden goes. title when uh, WrestleMania comes mm. to Philadelphia. I'll take that. He'll take a belt. Uh, Bo, thanks much. Appreciate thanks, it guys. greatly. Thanks, From the buddy. Athletic, Bo Wolf here with us on Birds 365. All right, timeout's <laughs> got to be quick because we got to come back. Put a bow on the show. Stay with us. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask. 
including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We are all but out of time here on Birds 365. We've got just enough time left for Johnny Mac to give us six winners. We've got playoff action over the weekend, Thursday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, into Monday night. Uh, Eagles get to sit on the sidelines and watch, but I'm going to call you into action to tell me who's going to win this weekend. Who do you like in the six games? Um, well, the NFC, I'll start. Uh, obviously, I think uh, San Francisco is going to beat uh, Seattle pretty easily. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that quote. I like I, you know, I was like everybody else. I thought, you know, Minnesota's leaking oil. I think uh, ultimately um, they're not that good. Certainly defensively, they've kind of been doing it with smoke and mirrors. Uh, but the only buddy who's doing it with smoke and mirrors more than them is the New York Giants. Um, and I, I, if everybody's thinking the same way and everybody's picking the Giants, nobody's thinking. Uh, that's a really difficult place to play. Uh, so I think Minnesota squeaks it out. Um, and then I think Dallas uh, is, is, is um, going to beat uh, Tampa Bay. So you're not going to have to worry about the angst of Tom Brady. Um and ultimately, that would leave uh, Dallas coming here, uh, and that would be uh, a great game, at least from an excitement standpoint. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars, uh, I love Doug Peterson. Uh, I, I, I'm going upset there. I think Chargers, that's the Saturday game. The, the Sunday game, I think, is Ravens, uh, Ravens, uh, Bengals, Bengals uh, and Dolphins. Yeah, because uh, Monday night is... Uh, so obviously Miami's, you know, dead in the water. I mean, they're dead in the water. Buffalo's going to destroy them. Uh, and then the Ravens, Bengals, I think it's going to be closer than people think because the Ravens are always a tough team, but you know, they're not going to have Lamar Jackson. You got to go Bengals. Don't overthink it. Take all six home teams. Send it in. All six home teams, which includes oh, that's not going to happen though. That's Jacksonville. All right. Well, you got Somebody's your six. I got my six. We'll yeah, compare. No, we'll saying. compare on Monday. I, right, how many right, out of six you right, get right, right, and we'll compare. We right, agree on four. You got. I got Jacksonville over the Chargers, and I got the Bucks over the Cowboys. Other than that, we agree on the other four games. So those two games will be the ones to decide whether that's not going to happen. Happens. Yeah, you can yell at me when I'm done. When you're done, you'll probably. Uh, I I can't imagine all home teams winning there's always some upsets uh and i expect we'll see some upsets but uh yeah 
there are certain games because of injuries to the quarterbacks to the AFC look pretty easy to pick. Right. Uh, the Bills and, and the Bengals look pretty darn easy. All right, uh, partner, have a good weekend. We'll be back here on Monday and start to prep for an Eagle playoff appearance against, well, we'll know on Monday. So you Divisional need to be here. round, yes. Uh, be back here on Monday. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy watching the football signs, the Eagles. We know you'll still be tuned. I'll be back here on Monday in two and two to talk about it. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.